Good afternoon and welcome to We Are Starkweather. This is episode three of our podcast where we discuss all topics of insurance and risk management. Again, I am your host, Stefan Petrella, and this week with me, I have Joan Greenwell, Vice President and Benefit Solution Practice Group Leader for Starkweather and Shepley. So similar to last week, what I'd like to do is kind of get Joan's background, uh, where she comes from, but also a little bit of background of the Employee Benefits Department, kind of who they are and what they specialize in. And uh, Joan, welcome. Great to have you here today, and, and thank you for being on episode three of our podcast. Thanks for having me, Stefan. It's a pleasure to be here. So uh, last week, like I said, I, I interviewed Jessica Thayer from our Financial Institutions Practice Group, and, um, and we talked about the team and really the growth of, of that team, uh, the evolution from when Andrew Fotopoulos was the practice group leader to where it is now uh, underneath Jessica. And your team has, has grown. Uh, certainly, I think a lot maybe through some acquisitions uh, throughout the year, expanding into, into different states. Um, but maybe before we go into the team, we talk a little bit about who you are, and then we can talk about that growth of, of the practice group. Sure. That sounds great. Well, it's funny. I, I never really planned to go into insurance. I, I don't think a lot of people do, but I've just found that it, it's evolved over time as just a wonderful career. Um, I started at Ocean State Physicians Health Plan way back when, which was acquired by United Healthcare. And United Healthcare was a great place to learn the business and the ins and outs of healthcare and life insurance and all things insurance, a great training ground. Um, so I was really pleased to have that experience. It was a startup company as Ocean State Physicians Health Plan, so I got that so sort of experience. And then it evolved into a more corporate structure with United Healthcare. So I got to layer on all that you can learn in that corporate environment. It was really a wonderful training ground before I decided to go out into the, the real world, I guess, and become a broker, a benefits broker. And in working on my own, it was a wonderful experience as far as building relationships with clients over time. Um, but then I found that you just need more resources, which led me to Starkweather and Shepley because of the wealth of resources here and the whole team that I now have behind me and all of that support. It doesn't get much better than that, really. And certainly, I mean, the, the team is uh, many facets uh, uh, or different specializations. Um, you had mentioned, you know, life, and, uh, and maybe we'll jump into a little bit about our, our life um, specialist, Kim Muldoon, who does a fantastic job. Um, but uh, can, you, can you discuss maybe a little bit about uh, some recent acquisitions. Uh, we had one in Sturbridge, and we have someone working in, in the employee benefit space. Um, space there, we had a recent Newport acquisition. So expanding outside of Rhode Island a bit, and, and uh, a little bit southern uh, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and, and Connecticut. So kind of where your team specializes, or where they work from. Sure. Um, our team, as you know, is in Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island, and. Through that wonderful acquisition in Sturbridge um, of McGrath Insurance, we really expanded out in that direction into central Massachusetts. And what was interesting about that acquisition is that it was such a great cultural fit. We really belonged together and they blended in with us effortlessly. We have a dedicated representative out there who does just benefits for that arena. And so unique to New England, maybe. Sturbridge is just a different market than East Providence or Connecticut. They're all different marketplaces with different 
preferences. So with Jen being there in the market, we really have hands-on experience and knowledge about that local market. It's been invaluable. Same thing happened with our recent acquisition down in Newport. Newport on the island, it's a very different thought process and a diff different type of purchaser. So it's really nice to have that, that local presence and that local knowledge of the local market. I think that's a, a very unique perspective and it just helps us put our, ourselves into the shoes of our customers and understand what they really need and are looking for. And that's key, right? So ha having that, that local presence, that local understanding, but I think what uh, and maybe you can touch on this, what's unique about uh, not only the benefits department, but Starkweather is maintaining that local presence, having that boutique feel, but then having some, some national capabilities. And I know we had talked earlier and you wanted to kind of discuss what sets Starkweather apart and some of those benefit capabilities on a more national level. I think you, you just nailed it on the head. We, we have that local feel, that mom and pop shop hands-on feel, almost like a family-owned business but yet we have the backing of Assurex Global. So Assurex Global is an, a global entity of about 100 insurance partners nationally, and they're in each and every market in um, the United States. What this gives us is the ability to tap into those local resources throughout the country, boots on the ground in every state. So if we have a client in multiple states, it's not an issue for us. We can go right to those local resources and find out what's happening specifically in that market with experienced insurance professionals to assist. And it's, it's mutual. We all help each other. If they have a client in New England, we assist them. I've had a client out in Arizona that I got some, someone local there to be able to give us um, all the insight we needed. Something else that's really unique about the Assurex Global partnership, which we've taken advantage of for our clients, is that they vet vendors nationally to get the best and the brightest and the, the preferred partners for us to bring resources back to our clients, whether it's technology or compliance, whatever the issue might be, HR consulting support, we can tap into resources that we wouldn't be able to access locally. Mm -hmm. um, we have a boutique firm out in Minnesota and I joke, and they don't mind it when I say this about them, but they're compliance nerds. Mm -hmm. They eat, drink, and sleep it, and they love it. Yeah. And they are hands-on and dive in and get excited about it. And we can bring those resources to our clients. They'll yeah. talk directly face-to-face, -face, and there's no additional cost for that. We bring it right to our clients, and they um, really enjoy that access and that level of competence. And I think one other thing too, because Assurex is such a great resource for us, and and just in, in recently, and um, one of our uh, account um, uh, producers from the employee benefits ID, uh, Canates, who we've worked on with uh, with some educational institutions. So I think one thing that Assurex has been able to offer our specific programs um, that we may not have as much ex, uh, experience uh, internally, but some of our partners may have. So we can really tap into some of those programs. And, um, uh, you know, Dee's done a fantastic job of working with those, um, uh, those brokerages throughout the country to then, again, just help uh, strengthen our depth of bench. And, um, I mean, just a fantastic job of working on, um, on a college that we're working on now. Um, are there any other programs or, or, or anything that your team has tapped into um, 
or, or anything else you want to elaborate maybe on Asherix? I think the I think the biggest thing that we're really seeing right now is with compliance and all the things that are happening with COVID-19 and all the pandemic. We've gotten daily calls from folks just very confused about what they can and cannot do and how to best manage and navigate through all the changing regulations and requirements and legislation. And we've just had the most current information available and we've just been able to disperse it to our clients, have telephone conversations with them via Zoom or Teams sure. or whatever, um, and again, tap into those national resources. Yep. Um, but getting back to what you were saying about that, that program for the educational institutions, that was sort of a unique situation because maybe local people don't realize it, but trends seem to happen more quickly out in the West Coast, and then they come slowly east. So that particular program for the educational institution, we worked with a partner in California mm-hmm. who were just way further down the line, and we were able to tap into that expertise and bring it here to New England, the only ones in the, this market that had that availability. So again, a unique strength to be able to tap into those national resources. Definitely. I think definitely a strong resource. And you started to bring up the, the pandemic, and I, I guess, you know, simply put, what has been the most challenging situation, if you will, for the, uh, for the EB team um, during this time period? I think the biggest challenge with the initial rollout of the pandemic when it first started and we were all sent to work remotely, um, as we were working our way through our technology issues, we were also getting inundated with new information day by day, even hour by hour, yeah. as that information rolled out the new legislation. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to smooth it, streamline it, and explain it to our clients, and every day it was changing. Yeah. Then it sort of evolved into return to work, and mm-hmm. everybody sort of got over that legislation shell shock situation. Yeah. And then they were saying, oh my gosh, how do we bring people back to work? What do we do? And we had to help hold hands through all of that, Mm -hmm. returning people to work, some people continuing to work remotely. Every client had a little bit of a different situation with a little different twist. Mm -hmm. And now we're finding we're going into open enrollment season. Fourth quarter is our busy time and our clients, many of them renew January 1. The month of October, November, December is when they're trying to communicate benefit changes to their employees. That's the latest challenge, how to communicate to a workforce that some might be remote, some might be local. Companies that traditionally would have big open enrollment meetings with 30 or 40 or 50 people in a room, they can't do that. Uh, You know, it's funny, one of my team members is at a client today and they're actually conducting open enrollment meetings outside in the parking lot, mm-hmm. spread out so that they can be safe and in the fresh air. Yeah. So we have to get creative and mm-hmm. jump into the trenches with our clients yeah. and really try to figure out what is best for their situation this year. Next mm-hmm. year it will be completely different Exactly. and we'll just evolve with that. Yeah, and, uh, and it was interesting because uh, if we backtrack to, to March and, and Joan would, would call me or email or text and say, hey, we've got this update, and it was on a Monday, and then Tuesday, it's, but we've, we've got another one. And it was such a fluid, and it continues to be a fluid situation um, as, as things are changing. And, and the unique thing that we had to do was really, I, I use this word, adapt the past couple um, podcast, but, but really, I mean, it, it was true that 
Rhode Island was different than Massachusetts and Connecticut. We have an office in Florida, um, but we also we serve clients throughout the country. So, um, so really, again, staying on top of what the news and the federal um, regulations and, and different laws and executive orders that were coming out, which we still which we still do today. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think you touched on it as you're entering into into Q4 and January one is really that that busy time for you know for your team for your listeners who are out there now and you started talking about compliance or for somebody who is um, who's maybe saying hey you know maybe we should contact the Starkweather Benefits team and um, because we we we're going through issues what is the the biggest issue right now that people should be aware of if if they are going to to make a change um, in their uh, employee health plans? I think the biggest thing right now is just all of the uncertainty because of the fluctuation in claims where no one was going to the doctors and hospitals for so long and now trying to predict what will happen as people start to return into medical care and how to access it and how to um, make it available. So I think Communication with employees is really the key right now to get them comfortable to go back and to plan for that uncertainty and how to access care and take care of themselves. The, the unknown thing is what's going to happen if people don't get the care they need. So again, we're working with our clients to work on communication strategies to try to encourage people to return to the care that they need. Um, the other key thing is trying to simplify the communication process with employees for fourth quarter and into next year. I think it's going to really dramatically change how we communicate benefits going forward. Mm -hmm. And I think that we will see changes where people are more comfortable now with technology. People might begin begin accessing more information on their phones because they've gotten used to that now. Mm -hmm. And we can assist with those new ways of communicating with employees to meet them where they are and just evolve over time. And so you, you bring up change, which is which is interesting, especially in your department's uh, space. I think one uh, telehealth, which um, which is which is something new. Um, have you seen any hesitation? Has has things been working on that end uh, with with some of the new technologies, some of the new offerings, or is there something something different that we may be seeing come uh, come Q one next year? I think you touched on a good point there. Um, Telehealth is here to stay, Mm -hmm. and I think it's going to evolve over time. What happened in the past was telehealth was a network of just specific providers who did telehealth, and sometimes people would feel comfortable calling those folks, and sometimes they wouldn't. The utilization on telehealth wasn't high. The pandemic changed all that because now all physicians, not all, if that's overstating, but a large number of physicians were willing to see their clients over the phone yep. and um, by Skype or FaceTime or whatever the technology was. And the physicians realized, wow, this works. I can see my patient this way. And the patients realized, this is great. I don't have to get in my car and drive and sit in a waiting room mm-hmm. and you know maybe get exposed to something while I'm there. So I really think that will not go away and that we'll, we'll see an upward trend in telehealth now that people are comfortable with it and see that it works. So that's going to be an exciting one to watch to see how that will um, change over time and how many more folks will embrace it. The other interesting thing I would have thought is that younger people would embrace that, mm-hmm. but it actually was sort of the opposite because older wow. people were more hesitant yep. to go out. 
for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Sure. So I, I think the misconception that older people will not adapt to technology has been blasted out of the water by, uh, yeah. by this pandemic. Sure. And, and, and so, you know, I think kind of the underlying theme of, of uh, speaking this afternoon is that there's certainly been change. Uh, our team has been, has been adapting, as we had mentioned earlier. Um, and, and I didn't want to jump out of here because I know we're coming close on time without, you know, talking about really um, how we support our clients uh, and also, you know, what, what are we best known for at, at Starkweather? Kind of what is your team known for and what can we offer to, uh, to someone who's listening who, like we had mentioned earlier, you know, may be interested in, uh, in giving us a call. So if you can touch on that, I think that would be fantastic. Yeah, so that's a great one. I think what really makes us unique, and everybody thinks they're unique, right? But I think it's really our team of team approach. And our team of a dozen or so insurance professionals has such a depth of experience in the all, all things insurance from the employee benefits perspective. And the thing that's unique about our team approach is that we don't compete with each other, so we share our knowledge with each other. And maybe each one of us can't know every single thing about employee benefits, but mm-hmm. combined, we can. Sure. And I can just go into the office next door or text or pick up the phone and talk with someone who may have seen this unique situation that maybe I haven't seen. Yeah. So we join together and work together to best serve our clients and to really understand their culture mm-hmm. because every single company is different, every yeah. single organization is different. And one size doesn't fit all, so we adapt as a team and adjust based on what that particular client's culture needs and dictates. We listen to them mm-hmm. and provide what they need. And I think that's what's what's unique, um, certainly with the employee benefits team, but of Starkweather as, as a whole. And a lot of times what we do is whether you're on the employee benefits side or you're maybe in another practice group, another specialty or area, is we use each other as resources. So, so bounce off and, and it may be that you're working with a construction client and you go to our construction practice uh, leader, Peter Jacobone, and get some insight there. You know, um, so, so thank you for, for bringing that up. I know we are coming close to, uh, to the end of our, our time today, but I would uh, invite you to, to maybe make a closing comment. In closing, I would just say, it, it sounds like a commercial, but working with the Starkweather team is just an absolute pleasure because of the pr- level of professionalism and commitment to excellence for our clients. It makes it, it doesn't feel like a job. You feel like you're in here to help people because we're all trying to help our clients do the right thing. So. I'm, I'm happy to share my experiences today. I appreciate you inviting me to, to chat with you today. Well, Joan, thank you. It has uh, been a pleasure to sit down and, and talk and bring this information out to our, our listeners for this week. Um, if you're interested in learning more about our Starkweather Benefit Solution team, you can uh, please or reach out to Joan Greenwell or really anyone in our team. Uh, Joan, again, is a Vice President and Employee Benefits Practice Leader. Uh, her email I'll share with you is jgreenwell at starship.com. If you'd like to reach out and find more information about the employee benefits team, you can visit our website at starship.com. Please join us next week for episode four when we'll be joining by Peter Jacobone, construction practice group leader and senior vice president. Again, everyone, thank you for listening, and this is We Are Starkweather. Weather.